So lovely to see you. We're driving some down the road. You know that. We're on. We're rolling. We're on. Heidi, you on? I'm here. There she is. Got the band back together. Is that what they say in Cleveland? Texas? Cleveland, Texas? No, that's a Blues Brothers thing, right? That's a Chicago thing? Uh, All right, we're not going there. Sorry, Lorraine. Uh, welcome, everybody. Uh, let's uh, stop some numbers on this baby. This is episode number 212. There we go. Nice. Good baby slapping number. Yeah. Uh, for those of you playing along, please don't slap your kids. Yeah. Uh, well, depends. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, welcome. Hey, well, before we get going, let's uh, let's uh, thank Nathan in uh, Little yes. Rock, Arkansas. Yes. Nathan and thank Stephanie for the, co- for the coffee. Cheers. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's Ch- Chad, cool. don't make that motion. <laughs> That's not what it looks like. You were standing in uh, Nexus. Co- what was it called? A coffee shop called? Nexus Coffee Nexus. and Creative. And a uh, uh, very, very hip building. Yeah. Very, very, uh, uh, you know, just good. We're standing in line. Nathan calls us out and uh, goes, hey, your coffee's on me. And uh, next thing you know, $30 later and uh, four, <laughs> yeah. four coffees later. But uh, no, he was he was insistent, and it just yeah. and we ended up talking to him and his uh, lovely girl Stephanie, and uh, we, had, we, had a, we had a great time. Yep. So uh, yeah, and he, he insists on it. So thank you for the coffee, and the coffee is decent too. If you're uh, if you ever find yourself in Riverside, Arkansas, Little Rock, you just uh, go get yourself a coffee and tell Nathan sent you. <laughs> Ask him if he has three bucks. Yeah. That's where it started. That's what he asked me at the beginning. He came up and he says, "Hey man, he has three dollars for gas," and I go, "That's a good one." And I went, "No, uh, I didn't hear that." That's what he said. Oh, I was yeah, like, I "No," and then I went, "Are you buying?" And he was like, "Yeah." So I go, oh, "For okay. real?" So, that's how that started. And I go, uh, "Yeah." And then he's like, "All right, I'll buy everybody a coffee, but no food." And then I was like, "I'll take a yeah. coffee with two espresso shots." He's like, "Well, that's not a." Coffee. He goes, "Are you all gonna do that?" I go, "Yeah." I go, three bucks <laughs> I tried for gas. To warn him. And then he was like. Okay. <laughs> it's cool. I didn't hear any of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. That was funny. Well, it's a... Yeah. Thank you, Nathan. That was a, yeah. I, I didn't hear any of that. I was in the back. Oh, man. I was in the smoking section. That was um, super cool. Yeah. Well, uh, so, Hibernia. Any, any, uh, any comments? Hibernia Tavern, Little Rock, Arkansas? Oh, seriously. Now, listen. Don't be embarrassed. Is there any, anybody from Scotland in here? Don't be embarrassed. That's right. That's smart. Don't don't ever admit to that in public. If you are from Scotland, though, we're going to give you a song. Okay? And uh, it's not a very good one. But again, it's a Scottish song. See, I'm trying to I'm trying to smoke them out because usually they're like, that's a big enough of that. So anyway, are you from Scotland? No. No, you look way too intelligent. I'm only joking. I'm only joking. I love the Scottish. Without the scholars, we wouldn't have dresses for men. It's a song called Nazi Whiskey, and if you want to sing along, it's a very complicated song. It's Whiskey, Whiskey, Nancy, Whiskey, 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 Nancy O. Huge, huge literary success. Uh, terrific as usual and I will say as I told Heidi and Kevin last night after the show that it was probably my favorite show we've ever played there which is saying a lot because every show there has been great but 
we, you know, just us as a band, we're just in a really good place because we, you know, we just coming off having a really fun show the night before at Sherwood Campgrounds uh, and having brushed the dust off the night before that and caught no club in Houston. We're really kind of running on all cylinders now, so it was great to bring this lineup before one of the most appreciative and, and attentive giving audiences yeah. uh, we've ever had consistently at any venue. It's it's a very unique place. Yeah, Jerry is built there. Yeah, Jerry Ward. Uh, Jerry Ward, if you want, well, uh, uh, when you're watching, you're going to be all here too. We're going to come uh, yeah. introduce you to the gang here. So whether he likes it or not. Uh, yeah, he's a uh, uh, he's from Dundalk, so you can you can lure him on here with a bag of chips. <laughs> so um, what was the food you said to eat there? Oh, curry and chips curry every and time. Chips. Every time, Heidi. Yes. How are you? What, what, what do you think? Um, Hibernia? Yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. That's one of my favorite places now. It was last year too, but yeah, yeah. so different. Um, just the coolest crowd of people, and they're there to, to hear the music. It's not like you're in a pub and everybody's talking, or not that that's a problem either, but they, they're literally at the tables watching the stage and clapping, dancing, and at the end of the show, they kept applauding, like yeah. loud, yeah. cheering, applauding. It's, it's just a cool feeling, and the people I met last year, they're again this year, and they they all remember you, say hi. It's just nice. It's a nice crowd, a nice boat. I yeah, it is. There. I thought it was funny, too, that the, the, the encore was, was slightly delayed. It was like they realized... Look like they're waiting for a minute just to see if we were actually seriously stopping. Or, but in my head, it was like they were all taking a vote. Like, do you want to hear another one? You want to hear another? Yeah, yeah, fuck it. Yeah, let's get another one. Because <laughs> then it took about thirty seconds, and then they all just erupted. Encore. Yeah, I, then just for a little, a little extra context. So, this is officially the first day of the tour. Although you know Sherwood, which again, thank you Trash Tribe um, yeah. for bringing us out. Yeah. Gorgeous night. Oh yeah, and uh, and uh, Julian Scarlett and Lee for getting rid of the t-shirts. Uh, ho- hopefully, we're gonna have some left for our friends in Florida. Yeah, um, we have uh, the Nick Rocks in Birmingham, Alabama tonight. Yep, and you'll hear about that tomorrow, but that's okay. Um, and then, uh, but just some context. So, so we we were in the run. Jerry uh, Jerry Ward, the owner of the Hibernia. Uh, his sister is not doing well. She's uh, in poor health in Dundalk in Ireland. And uh, he just got back from there. And unfortunately for Jerry, he's going to have to go back again very soon. It just doesn't look like there's going to be... Uh, there's no way out of this one. So uh, his sister, Jean, you know, uh, you know, we hope for the best. But he's not... Like, but so we were not booked at the Hibernia because he was gone. And anyway, he was back in time, so it was a last-minute thing. They did a no-cover thing, and, you know. But he was even amazed at the turnout last night. Sunday night, 7 o'clock, Little Rock, packed. Arkansas, packed yeah. Yeah. to the gills. They ate, they drank, they sang, they laughed, and, uh, da, 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 and it, was, uh, it was just uh, on and on, just magnificent. And then yep. Jim, uh, Jim Dolan, of course, bringing us the, uh, yeah. the wonderful, the, the best soda bread on the planet. Yep. So, Thanks, just, yeah. yeah, everybody, everybody just so, and, and, and I heard people talking about Slappercast last night. Oh, yeah? Slappercast. Hey! Oh, yeah. A, that was, a, that was a, like a purring version. Yeah, but they, they, I heard them talking about it last night, and they were talking about, which we'll get to in a minute, 
the killing of songs, which they they were all dude, there was a discussion. I, they didn't see where I was because I was just like behind that. Uh, oh really? Yeah, I was behind that 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 doorway. I was just like my my uh, jeans had come up over my boots. I'm just a, so I just sat there for a minute and just listened to the to the. It was really cool. It was, what were they saying? Like, it just it just like they really liked the killing songs. You know, um, <laughs> that's cool. Cool. I, they didn't say this, but I'm I'm imagining that you know. As the, the the way the conversation went, it was one of those things where, you know, we're we're not they're not killing a song, just yeah, fuck that song, it's over. They're explaining, we're explaining why, you know, and it's just they just said it's really funny. It's, it's, so I just I love that part. That's great, uh, and, and I love being the fly on the wall. In yeah, that, yeah. In that. Uh, when you're when you're when you're my size, it's difficult to be a fly on the wall. It's more like a, a stain on a, you know. On a warehouse or something, but anyway, so fly on a wall, staring at the wall. You know, it's it, it, it's very hard for me to be incognito, basically. All the time. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> okay, uh, I need more coffee. That's all. Mm. And, uh, and uh, so uh, tonight will be after Nick Rocks. We're going to be uh, going to. Uh, uh, Gloria and Laura's house, who are my neighbors, my new neighbors now in Texas. They have a house. They've just built a house out here. We'll be staying there tonight. Wow. And we're going to be, uh, we probably won't have them. We will not have them in time for the podcast, but I would highly suggest if you're on any of our social media pages, go and check out the view that we will be sharing with you. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. We got a sneak peek. Yeah. Yeah. So just, uh, it's uh, so so thrilling, and then Tuesday. So tonight, your time. We're uh, with the Muckers in Atlanta at uh, Smith's, uh, the world famous Smith uh, Rock and Roll Lounge. Yeah, you yeah. know, yeah, yeah. Let me book him. I don't. That's how they say it. Say it in yeah. Atlanta. Um, yeah, no, they they just grunt twice in Atlanta for oh, okay. Smith. Yeah. But no, we, we, uh, we haven't played with Muckers for a few years. We had a lot of fun with them right. the last time at Fado in Atlanta. This time we're playing Rock and Roll Club. So uh, very, very cool. Um, yeah, so what's next? What else? Anything else? Well, we got a whole lot of Florida action this coming weekend. Oh, God. Oh, heck yeah. A Continental Club, too. Good God. What oh. fun. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, Sounds the only good. weird thing was they had a bunch of they had a bunch of those uh, Chinese balloons behind us spying on us. I don't know if you saw that, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is just uh, it has a whole new vibe to it and I don't mean you know the, the, the club I mean the stage has a whole new vibe to it back in the day I remember just going up there and just I still sweat like a dog on the uh, uh, sweating like crazy just you know year round on that stage and I don't know there's something happened to it there's, there's, the, the, the room just seems to breathe more and it seems to just be the you know, Luba's got the set, the room sounding better than it ever has. Yeah, no, no question. Um, you know, just just every every smile, and everybody having a good time, and uh, 
I, 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 as long as I live, I'll never be able to um, put into words how grateful I am for that club. That, yeah. that, that club has brought me so much joy and so so many unforgettable nights. So that's an employee and a performer. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. So, um, so, Heidi, that was your first time on the Continental? Yeah, first time I I know. I learned so much about it. It's really cool. Isn't that great? The area of Houston is interesting. Yes. Yeah. A lot of character. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, the opening of the Continental Club was sort of the beginning. Towards the, well, I guess it was several years before Midtown really started becoming uh, what it is now. Because back in those days, early 2000s, it was basically just a bunch of abandoned warehouse buildings and all. So it's clear that at some point in the past, I think, I don't know when, but they, they, they used to be kind of a bustling uh, shopping area, like maybe back in the 50s or something. But I think because I, I know there was like banded movie theaters and stuff over on Fannin. And, but uh, yeah, something started to change right around the time they were building that, that train, uh, building the light rail down Main Street, which I was kind of worried about the Continental Club when they, when they first did that, but they, they survived. I know, that, I know that was rough for them at first. Yeah, did you do you remember Pete? Did you ever talking about talking about that or the con? The, the, yes, that, that's I mean that was a basically it's 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 like somebody cutting your you know, slashing your wrists and telling you you know telling you go run a marathon. I mean, they're just they they really they, they choked all those businesses to yeah. death. And with it was it was the tenacity of of Pete, uh, the dazzling Pete Gray, Pete Gordon, Wet Dog, whatever you want to call him. It was his. Uh, just you know, like I say, his his obviously his leadership, but his determination and his drive. The guy never stops. Yeah, the guy never stops. So he is he is he's just like uh, God. I mean, like he's he's cocaine in a puppy mill. You know, he doesn't he doesn't uh, he, he, he like he doesn't sprint to you. But he'll get to you and, and he'll fix everything that's wrong. You know, he just, the guy is just amazing. Um, we've talked about him before many, many times. Um, one of the greatest photographs I have, I've seen of him, I was going to say I have, but I, uh, was he was playing piano for Chuck Berry, the Chuck Berry. Yeah. And uh, Chuck Berry is just standing over there looking over and going, God damn it, like, yeah. it is the greatest. Whoever captured that photograph, yeah. hats off, because he was, but. He plays with Mojo Nixon. He's played with a bunch of bands. He's uh, uh, shoulder out of Boston, but he is one of them. He's probably got one, one of the best rock and roll pianists I've ever heard. And then I found out um, uh, he told me that he was uh, uh, his first teacher was Nils Lofgren of uh, Bruce Springsteen fame. So yeah. guitar guitar player for that was his. So of course you're going to have rock and roll in your DNA and your your you know he's he's got. Uh, He's brilliant. He's brilliant. So it was him that that literally dragged that club through yeah. the mess. Of, well, they, did, they didn't know that the light rail was going to be built, right, when they first opened that place? I don't think the light rail knew it was being built yeah. as it was yeah. being built. Because <laughs> it was fairly... Because they opened, what, 2002? 2001? Yeah, it was around. And the light rail came along, like, just a couple years later. Yeah. So yeah. it, was, it was like, uh 
But uh, not that the, you know the light rail is not all bad, and they just I, I think they should have made it an elevated line. I don't really understand why. I mean, I do understand why they chose to make it street level light rail. Yeah, could have been a whole lot more convenient if they just elevated it. Whatever. That's um, it. So you you, uh, you sent us a link to the Rick, Rick Beato talking about how the music is yes. exchange. What, what was it about that 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 really grabbed you? Yeah, so uh, we, and we've been talking about this, and this is the reason why I sent the article. Um, the music industry has changed so much, and we know this just by the uh, just by CD sales. In the day, you would go to a festival or a club, and you would sell, on average, about twenty. You know, at a club, about twenty CDs a night, or ish. In a festival, you you can sell hundreds of CDs a day. You know, obviously depending on the, the, the number of people through the gate and how good your time slots are and how well you play, blah, 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 on and on. Um, the, so Rick Beato, whose channel is, uh, I, I, I'm not on it, but it, it's, uh, it's somebody that showed me uh, some of his clips or whatever. And I'd seen this one clip in particular where he was talking about the industry and how it's, so much different today. He owned a studio in Atlanta. He was in a band at first, and on and on went. Uh, um, that band kind of went fell by the wayside. He started. Uh, um, he started. He opened up a studio in Atlanta, and he was talking about the point system and that. So the band would come in, and they would have, you know, two hundred thousand, or they would spend two hundred thousand ish on, on, on an album recording it. And then you were talking about the point system is the artist gets just 10, 12 points, whatever. I can't remember the numbers, but, but he would get, he would get numbers. He would get points from being, just being in the studio. And if he helped write anything, he would get extra points. But that all came out of the band's stuff. Yeah, it came out of the band's money. Right. So management, it's just insane. So you create this product and right off the bat there's 80% you know there's some huge percentage knocked off that you've got to pay studio blah 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 but, you know I mean if you're going to get the record done you're going to so in essence the the, the the you know the huge amount of money for for um, huge amount of money to, to record a record and then um, on and on and on now and then he would talk about the drop you know what, what then the next you know tier of music would spend on albums in general and now it's down to where the artists could do it all themselves yeah we have a couple of uh, artists that did that that we've listened to um, and you know the home recordings are just the, the number of people doing home recordings is, is just outrageous right now um, and then people like our friend Paul Beebe of BB Gun Studios which is now open again yeah. uh, he's, he's relocated and he set it up and the place looks amazing can't wait to get in there cool um, but people like him who have actually they've they've toiled and they've they've just built from the ground up literally the ground up they built these studios to, to, you know, that's the direction that things are going in now, and the, so people are going out and spending two hundred, three hundred thousand. Sure, ma major artists are, but road bands like ourselves are not going in and spending two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars on records. 
when you can go into a, a baby gun studio and have as high a quality as yeah. you, you know you're willing to, to put in right. to, to that. So it was it was a uh, actually his his whole segment was less than I've just talked right now. So that's why he's on on uh, on, on, on YouTube and I'm in a van. So uh, but it, but it's just really interesting and we blackguards have been speaking about the change in the music industry and yes we're going to record more very soon but I don't know if we're going to do another CD for a long time because the people going to the clubs aren't going there to buy CDs they'll buy t-shirts which and again thank you everybody for uh, for buying these shirts Andrew Schramm knocked it out of the park we'll show you a uh, we'll show you the new t-shirt now but but as far as CDs go physical CDs when we play the festivals that's where you get rid of all your CDs right they will buy everything they come to the festivals to buy you know so yeah well especially on the party, everybody there has our stuff already <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> so if we had a new one out they would buy it for yeah. sure um, yeah well you and I were talking about this the other night and I think that Rigby Adesrika, he's been talking, he talks about this all the time. He's always trying to get his listeners to just just be aware of the fact that how, how, many, how much things have changed. So he, he's been on, he was on the front lines. Like you, you and I were talking about this on, on our show, Kevin. Yep. You, you, you were one of the last bands to kind of experience a little bit of that artist development side of things. And I really, that's basically the same thing Rick was saying is that labels don't do that anymore. You know, it's really, it's all in our hands. But it's the thing I have to remind myself that I appreciate Rick Miata for pointing this out too is that we really are, even though it feels fairly mature now the way that the industry is, it's not. <laughs> we are very much still in the wild west uh, of the new world, which started around the time you know Napster came along, and we're still figuring shit out. And there's another video I, I sent uh, I sent Patrick a few days ago where this is the guy is talking about how he's predicting that. Spotify is going to fail because the whole, not just Spotify, but the entire streaming business model is not on, it's on shaky ground, basically, that they're not, they're not profitable businesses. I think they've really never been profitable. And not only do they not pay the musicians enough, but they're not making enough money to even, you know, keep doing what they're doing. And it's just, the CEO is, yeah, but it just, it just seems like they're just kicking the can down the road. They've been doing it for decades. Yeah. Sooner or later, it's going to fall apart. But the prediction now is it's going to wind up being some kind of a decentralized system, kind of similar to blockchain technology, where the, the kind of like the internet itself, it's, it's kind of a base service that everybody pays for that nobody really owns. Um, anyway, I, I don't really understand it enough to, to explain it, but well, that's it. That, that, the gist of it is that it's changed so much that. The, the the going to record the the record and you know physical LPs CDs tapes whatever it was is now it, it would benefit you more to sell a ninety nine cent song on on the internet versus a fifteen twenty dollars CD in a shop where. You know, there's no obviously there's no cost for for packaging and shipping and blah 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 blah. Everything's all on you. It's instantaneous. 
you you make the record, you put it online, people download it, boom, it's there, it's in their living, yeah. you know, it's in their car, it's in their head. Well, one of the things this guy pointed pointed out, the video where he's talking about Spotify dying, as an example, he, he's a musician, he just puts his own stuff out, he has for years, he's got a decent following. Don't remember his name. <laughs> but, uh... Sam, I don't think. Yeah, okay. But he, he was just comparing, like, there's one album he put out fairly recently where he shows the streaming revenue on from Spotify alone over the, over the course of a year for like millions of plays whatever it was and it was like a few hundred bucks whatever it was and then he says then, but at the same time I was selling the album to my fans on Bandcamp for five dollars a piece just the download not even the CD and, and he said I made this much and he points at the numbers like twenty five hundred close to three thousand dollars um, in like a month or something so Obviously, that's kind of a, I mean, it's very different. Obviously, if somebody plays your, your music continuously, they're called, they're constantly paying for it with their monthly subscription. It's not exactly the same thing, but the money comes and trickles in so slowly. It's such a tiny percentage, as we know from our own experience. Um, but anyway, that, that was the, one of the points he was trying to make is that we've got to, yeah, we, it's important to kind of retain control of your own distribution channels. Absolutely. Yeah, and actually, so we're we are on our way back to Lake Worth. We'll be there this Thursday night, two days from now, your time. Um, and uh, I remember the first time we ever played there was uh, um, thanks to our late great friend Davey Bryan. But we played at a place called the Bamboo Room. Oh yeah. And I remember the owner hired us off. He hired us because of our song on MySpace, Suspicious Minds, and he had. Laughed. I mean, like, rolled on the floor laughing when he heard it go into the reggae break. And he said, I want that band at my club. And he, Davey goes, I happen to know who it is. And so <laughs> we ended up playing there. We had a great night. But I remember him saying to me back then, Chad, Encyclopedia Smalley, what uh, what year was that? Um, that was with Buckley and See? Greg Maine. So it would have been 2008. See, look at that. Yeah. Check out the freak <laughs> brain on brand. Um, yeah, so thank you, Chad. Um, so 2008, Bamboo Room, and the owner took me aside. He goes, he goes, who, who does your booking? I go, I do. He goes, who does your, you know, the sketch? I go, I do. He goes, don't give that up. Now remember, he 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 like poked his finger in my chest and he said, don't poke in the cage. Two thousand reference. Two thousand reference. He was poking me. And he just he goes, don't give that up he goes now you've come this far don't start you know now we have booking agents that we use not exclusively uh, but the, and they've each of them have been fantastic bar one bar the first one that we ever tried but we uh, uh, and that's the, just the side story on that too is uh, we we came across this agent an agent I mean that's that really that's that's such a such a nice thing to say about that piece of shit <laughs> but uh it was uh it's one of those things you're kind of new and you just you know you kind of you find yourself in this whole new world and you're literally standing there going uh, what now so calling clubs and hey we got some songs you want to hear them they go yeah come on come play them and then hey you're yeah, that's not bad do it again so it was that kind of a situation however somebody had had seen us play and said man I'll book you. This is what this is what I have to offer. Okay, sounds good. And again, brand new. This was you know within the first year of or 
yeah, I think it was like within a year and a half of yeah, you know, blackguards being formed. Um, and uh, actually drove out to be with her. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was, I was trying to sorry. Keep the, yeah, but anyway, so long story very very short. It turned out that Agent was trying to get their band, uh, their 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 another band, or that they were going to try to. Oh, vote. that one. Yeah. We have and, two of these stories. Yeah, and then uh, try to get their band in, and basically just take our schedule and start charging us commission on all the shows that we had already booked on the thing. And oh, that's the second one. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I, know, yeah, I, I got them. Yeah, but same thing, exact same thing, and wanted a percentage of their merchandise without. She would, yeah. Without getting the merchandise, without, you know, so. She wanted like a percentage of every cent that we make, even though it's stuff that she has nothing to do with. And I, I she sent us that contract, because we went out, we went out to meet with this person, and we we're like, okay, let's see. I'll send you, you know, I'll get the contract to you. And I got it, and I called Patrick, I was reading over, and I, and I said, he's not going to believe this. We met at Starbucks, just looking over the contract and just laughing. Like, she's insane. Yeah. And we just never called her. <laughs> We never called her back, and she never. I think she knew it was. Yeah, it was just far. Yeah, yeah. Well, the other one was the exact same thing. We had we driven out again on a you know uh, to go out and meet, but essentially the same thing. Yeah. And turned out the first one that um, had wanted, or excuse me, was in charge of these kitty modeling things. You know, these kitty. what are they? What do they call when they dress their kids up like whores and have them dance and uh, like pageant? Yes, like a, one of those pageant things. And then the other one was just just had that uh, had that uh, significant other that was just a you know a slouch in the corner. It was like maybe if I get them working, I can uh, <laughs> I can you know piggy you know get them off the couch. And get them working, and, and, and by using blackguards, I can have a whole trail of venues that are already, that are already established. And I remember one time that uh, one of them tried to call the call the club, and um, um, uh, I remember one of them t- trying to call the club and uh, said that they were. Um, uh, that they were representing me and I get a phone call from the owner going uh, who the fuck is that and no I'm not dealing with anybody but you thank right. you you know it's a, uh, yeah. you know it's just so it's it's like anything else in uh, it's like anything else in uh, in, in, in life if, if you if you just don't know your surroundings if you're not sure uh, you know then then you're in trouble you have to know you know, basically that they're out there. Because I, I just, I don't have the nerve. I don't have the balls to, to call somebody and say, hey, you've got all this. I want you to continue doing that, but I want you, you know, to pay me a percentage. You know what I mean? <laughs> anyway, so yeah. this next song is called Chokovich. All right. So, um, yeah, so anyway, sorry, way, way, way off topic there. But those stories are, are, are oh, my God. It just... It's just hilarious. Um, Do you still have that contract? I can probably find it. Oh, that'd be awesome. Just actually looking back. <laughs> it might be in my, I'm not sure. It might be in my email industry. Yeah. 
that'd be funny. Yeah, Chad's the uh, Chad's the hoarder of of. Uh, no, I, I mean I'm, I'm not. I, I, I'm I not, never throw away anything. I'm not related. Yeah, yeah. I know. It's really. It's quite. It's quite wonderful. <laughs> but yeah, the the. Oh, the, those days! Those days, miss them. Yeah. So the song killings. Is it? Are we killing something? We are. Oh my god, who's going we first? <laughs> who's going first? I'll go first. Oh, check us. It's going to be an, an ode to, uh, since you're talking about industry changing and yeah. know, so something's ending, something's starting. You know, I'm I, 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 checking out online, you know, NoFX is doing their farewell tour, right? So we're talking about this with some friends of mine this last week, and someone brought up Cher. And how she's done multiple farewell tours, and I thought, man, that's kind of bogus. Because if you're a diehard fan of her, and you think I'm going to spend all this money and go to this farewell tour, and then she does it again and again and again, I would almost feel like I got cheated, you know. So, I well, 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 you're wrong. If it's share, you're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you're going against share, well, then you can share and share like with your. No, I'm killing share song. So. It doesn't matter which one. What? Do you like Cher? I love Cher. You do? You can, do I'm you killing Cher song. If I can turn back time, I'll take your main one. Boom. Done. All right. What's up? Which one? If I can turn back time. Oh, my God. Oh, I, I, that's, yeah, that's a good, that's a good kill. Yeah. No. I'm taking it out. Right. So, when we were talking about it at the lab, everybody's singing it. So, for days, hey, you're singing it. Yeah. Yeah. Cher. Yeah. Yeah. It's me. It's me. No, no, no. I, no. No. <laughs> Just listen, just fuck turbo, okay? Okay, bye. <laughs> Sorry. So, nothing against talent, but, you know, down she goes. But, it, but it's like Tom Brady. I'm retiring. No, I'm coming back. I'm, I'm retiring. No, I'm coming back. Yeah. He's okay. Yeah. I'm no. okay with Tom Brady. Boo on Tom Brady. <laughs> hey, Tom Brady, fuck you. Yeah, fuck but Tom Brady. Brady didn't go around tour making money and signing yeah, autographs going, hey, I'm retiring, Billy. send me money. Millions. Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll take another, like, 10 mil, sure. I'm not retiring yet, yeah. He's worth it. I'll make that. <laughs> what I meant by retiring was... Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to another team. So, uh, yeah. Okay, so, so okay, let, let's bring back a song. And and, and, and do, do you hate the song because of the song, or do you hate the song because of their, it played to death? It was one of those ones that just we couldn't stop singing at work. We couldn't stop doing these earworm, things. Earworm. It was an earworm song, and then I was like, I have to kill this song. So we call that a shearworm. C H E E R. Shear, shear, shearworm. Yeah. And I thought, you know what, perfect timing because you're talking about farewell to old school way of doing things. So must be perfect to do it. Yeah. So that's my kill song. I want your so shine a little light. You know, we were we stopped to get gas. I want to resurrect the song "Panic" at the, by Panic at the Disco. So, kind of a newer song called "High Hopes." And uh, my son, let's sing a bit. How, how's it going? I don't sing, dude. <laughs> Gotta have high, high hopes for a minute. Da, 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 da. I don't know. That's, I, that's I like that song. version. Okay. Yeah, whatever. But that's the song. And <laughs> <laughs> is that like, <laughs> that is was making a take on that like school song? Gotta have high. No, maybe I don't know. I like that one, but that's my song. My kid loves it. We listen to it all the time. I know. So yeah, it's good. I, the thing I like about that band is they're kind of a you know a little more poppy, little emo, but they he sings in a higher register all the time. I like that. He kind of just stays up. I was telling Chad that he just he stays up and 
I like that when the vocals get high like that. So that's my song for the record. Let's stay in the front then. So the song I'm going to resurrect. Oh, he's going backwards. Um, I, not even resurrect. It's just uh, it's one of those songs um, that it can bring back. It bring very nostalgic. But it's it's one of those songs that I didn't really care for at the time. But once I spent some time in the vicinity of the song we was written about, I understood it a little bit more and. I liked it more, and I just found myself kind of humming that tune over and over again um, the last few weeks. And I just think it's a beautifully written song, and I think it's. Uh, uh, I just hope one day he makes a little bit of money off it. But it's Billy Joel's or Billy Billy Joel, uh, depending where you're from. Uh, Billy Joel's um, New York State of Mind. Right. What the fuck? I mean, it's it's such a crooner's paradise. It's such a. But to me, the song reeks of authenticity because of the uh, obviously where he's from and uh, it, 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 it's a timeless to me it's a timeless piece the melody never gets old it's, it's beautifully done and not a huge Billy Joel fan but that's a that's a that's a great song and then uh, Song to Kill oh where to begin where to begin did we ever kill uh, did we ever kill Seven Nights in Ireland by uh Rectus Kelly? <laughs> I don't think so. Alright, we're about to today. Band called Rectus Kelly, great band. Um, we used to actually cover one of their songs, uh, Crazy Eddie's Last Hurrah. And uh, 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 some people called it Jody because the chorus was never getting over Jody. Anyway, yeah, but uh, the song is clever. The song is well put together. But our love for O'Bannon's has us in abundance quite a lot throughout the year and over the years and that song gets played a lot and it's it's it becomes one of those kind of bone on bone grinding your nerves you know it's just one it's never goes anywhere and it's you know like I say it's well done and it's it, it's a catchy song people love it and it's clever the lyrics are good but I don't know what I'm fucking hear it again. What's the yeah. title of it again? Seven, Seven Nights in Ireland. Seven Nights in Ireland. You've heard it. Yeah. It's the one that... It sounds like a... Do you know what it's... It sounds like a Steve Earle song on 33. Like if somebody slowed down a yeah. Steve Earle song and then okay. took out took out a hook. Well, there is a hook. Because that, that is one of the most often requested songs. People yeah. People who know the kind of music we play are like, Seven Nights in Ireland, you know that one, right? No... And that, that's been going on for decades. And I, so I'd heard people request that song for years before I actually figured out what it was. That I've been hearing it at O'Bannon's the, the whole time. It's like, oh, that's what that is. And it is... It's funny to me that that song is so popular because it's, it's, it's not bad, but it's just like, it's not really that interesting either to me. It's like kind of boring. And, and they've got songs that are so much better. Yeah. That that's like so crazy. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so that's my... Yeah. All right, next. All right. Kill. <laughs> by who? Surprise. You know what? I can't remember who it's by. Flogging Molly. Flogging Molly. Flogging Molly. Is she killing me, dude? Sure, no. <laughs> killing me. Na 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 I haven't played that every night with Sea Merchants, and at first I played it. My crowd reaction 
whistle line or feel, yeah. That's a good kill. Is there a cup? Yeah, thanks. Huh? What's your, what's your resurrection? Resur well, um, I'm going to go back. She doesn't need shining light on. Um, she's all over the news right now. But I really admire Pink. Not that I love all her songs. Turbo's nodding. But the, oh, I love Pink. the thought she puts into her songs and why they're written. Like the reasons she chooses the lyrics she does. She's just a very honest, very genuine person, but also as an artist, you know, it's kind of dance poppy but rocky um, too. But her whole production is pretty badass. Her pipes, badass. <laughs> so I don't love every every song because it's it's not usually a style I'm drawn to. But there are several songs that I that I do. song where part of the chorus is I've had a shit day, yeah, you've had a yeah. shit day, we've had a shit day. Yeah, yeah. What's the name of that song? Yeah. Um, that shit one. day. <laughs> you would think. <laughs> shit no, day. I can't remember which one is that, but yes. Yeah, her new... Um, it's one of her big hits, I think. Yeah, yeah her new stuff is pretty. Nice, that's my favorite yeah. one you've done. I really like her. She's Huge big fan. Cool. Yeah. She has that one video way back in the day where she did the one-handed backflip. Do you remember yeah. that? Yeah. I was like, oh my god, I gotta try to do that. I couldn't do that. The stadium, like, material. Yeah. There's a video, or it might be in her documentary that's on Netflix or Prime right now. She's got a couple that are, are fun to watch, but there's a there's a clip of where something went wrong with the harness and she got like thrown off the stage during the show, and it's like, oh my god. But oh my god, then, I mean, she's just very daring. There's nothing she won't try. There's nothing she won't. Cool. Yeah. I nice. Cool. All right. Remind, remind, remind. I'm better at this part. <laughs> um, I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna do one of my things where I kill a song by a band I really love because it's overplayed. Call attention to one that's well, by them. Uh, Crowded House. Ugh. Hey, you know what I'm gonna do. You know what I'm gonna do, right? This was actually this. There was a first big hit. It's the whole reason why I got into in the first place. Like a lot of people my age, I think. Their first, their first, first big single was "Don't Dream It's Over," and I love the song. And I used to play it. That's why I bought their first album. It's, it's a great, it's a good, it's a good song. For the video for it was really cool. But uh, it is to this day like the only crowded house song you hear on the radio. At least, at least recently, anyway. They had one of their later albums, but Woodface had a lot of big hits on it, but that was bigger, I think, in, in the UK than it was here. But anyway, there's another song on that first album of theirs called um, Can't Carry On. And it always that song always jumps out at me because it's it's it was one that was not on when I first bought it on LP, there were two two or three songs that weren't on there that were on the C D version. Um so it was almost like it felt like a bonus track because it wasn't the, the version that I owned didn't have this song and it's just Carry Can't Carry On is just a delightfully cheesy song again very radio friendly but you never hear it on the radio if you don't own the album you probably have never heard it 
and it's just great. And there's this line, Turbo, that you would you would relate to, uh, or you would appreciate that the, what he's saying in the bridge. He goes, "Honestly, I want to free myself from the burden of inaction. Oh, honestly, I want to raise myself, it. raise myself to any plane I can imagine." He sings that twice, and then then the chord. There's a key change at the end for the chorus for the last chorus. It's just just incredibly soaring thing. But the, the thing that made me and my friend Dwight, who we're, we're big fans of the band, laugh at the time was when we sing in that last chorus. He goes, I "Can't carry on this way before it gets too late." And then you go, "Shut." This is weird sort of '80s thing. Like a lot, a lot of bands would do this, like "Shut." Like you know, I can't. I can't. I'm trying to think of an example of this before. There, there are a lot of bands that did. Do it again. Like, 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 <laughs> uh, like, like big country. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, it was, yeah. It, was, it was totally. It was almost like they sampled big country. You're welcome. <laughs> and it just sounded so out of character for Crowded House. That it was, yeah. it was like, but I love it. I, I love every bit of cheesiness in that. So, uh-huh. Anyway, so that's it. Oh, I'm downloading okay. that. Did show. you kill one too? Yeah, don't dream it. Don't dream it's over. Oh. That's why I was killing. Nice. Yeah. And uh, we are now heading towards Memphis uh, now that we've uh, killed. So uh, we can't get arrested in Memphis for saying that we killed in Arkansas, right? Um, and we're going to be at the, the Nick Rocks tonight. Looking forward to that. And uh, um, I think the, uh, the, the the new Shram design, our new Paddy's Day t-shirt, is online right about now. Um <laughs> If you uh, if you feel so inclined, I, I would I would urge you to go to our website, blackguards.com, and go get yourself. I think the finest looking Patty's Day shirt I've ever seen. Yes, um, it's been uh, uh, Andrew Schramm who did the pirate, uh, the, the 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 pirate, you know, the knife through it. it uh, it's just. He, he's, he came out of retirement to do this for us. Yeah, and uh, he is. Uh, he's, he, he's, he's as great an artist as there is on the planet. End of story. He's a gentleman. He's a, just uh, his wife, Emily. They're from some of our favorite people. Nothing because of that. But it's just, it, it, it's, I told him what I wanted. And he sent back like four or five different designs, actually six designs of, of what he thought. And we all picked the same one. And I think you'll love it. It's and Andrew. We're, we're huge fans. And we can't doubt. We got we got some stuff in the mail to you uh, when we get back from Florida. So, yeah. uh, and then I'm sure you all know this, but <clears throat> so uh, tonight we're in uh, Atlanta. Then uh, Thursday we're at Irish Brigade in uh, Lake Worth. Friday, Saturday, Celtic Conch, Key West. Sunday, Celtic Ray, Punta Gorda, which uh, Max. Uh, has just outdone himself in that place. Um, you still have time to get, grab a flight, meet us there. Let's let's go. Uh, yeah. Let's go do it. Oh, that's a good song to kill. Uh, Key Largo. Ooh, I wanna go. Da, 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 da. Fuck that song. God damn it. Oh, I hate that. I know that. Key, Key Kokomo. Yeah. Kokomo. There you go. Yeah. Fuck that song. Yeah. Even Brian Wilson knows that song sucks, and he didn't because he didn't write it. That's what he had nothing yeah. to do with that song. Yeah, that's what happens with Brian Wilson. Well, you know what? If you're alive, if you're alive in the time that that song was on the radio, you should be ashamed. So, <laughs> everybody, what? everybody, it, 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 it's awful. That, that's what I was just say. That's what that's what happens when the Beach Boys is totally under Mike Love's control. 
terrible songs like that. Yeah. Oh, and then also, I, I saw a few friends of mine, they're bitching about rap, and Roger Waters re, remaking the, the <laughs> remaking that Pink Floyd record. Uh, you didn't hear of that? No, what's he doing? Oh my God. So, so uh, it's the, uh, it's the anniversary. I think it's the anniversary, like a major, I'm not a huge Pink Floyd fan, as you can tell, but uh, it, it's the anniversary of Dark Side and, and uh, <laughs> Roger Waters recorded it on his own, got his own people in, and uh, all the Pink Floyd fans are just up in arms because <laughs> the, you know, the audacity of him, you know, redoing that record and, you know, so again, I, I have no... I want to hear it. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> okay, why not? I have no beef with that yet, you know, but... It's a, yeah, he's, he's managed to piss off a whole fucking world of people. Um, it was silly. It's not like he's erasing the original. Yeah, again, like, I I, 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 I was going to say I wish I knew more, but I really don't give a fuck either way. Yeah, I, mean, I don't give a fuck about Pink Floyd or Roger Waters or, yeah. the, you know, if, if there's that much turmoil and you can't fix it, well, then just be, just just go your own way, as my friends in Fleetwood Mac would say. He was, uh, he was in the news recently because he pissed off a bunch of people. As he's done before, but it's always different. His, yeah. Well, he, he's because he's so anti-war. He he didn't like the fact that we were giving weapons, you know, or aiding the Ukrainians against the Russians, just because of any any kind of instrument war was like, yeah, but <laughs> they have to be able to defend themselves. He he just wants them to roll over and surrender, just so so less people die. And it's like, well, yes, yeah. you don't get to make that decision for them. Or, 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 or yeah, we're know. not going to do it either. But anyway, yeah, that's why you ain't in charge, man. Yeah. Well, Again, you know, we don't even dip a toe into that side of the thing. But again, you know, if, if your if your neighbor's house is on fire, you don't help your neighbor put out your fire. You know, your house might burn yeah. down. I, that's that, that's where that's where I'm going to say that. Uh, I'm, I'm cool with him, though. I mean, it's like that's I, I respect his opinion. I just disagree with him. So. Yeah, fucking, I, I understand yeah. that. I don't want my kids going to fight. No, fucking, yeah. you know, no right. way. And especially going to fight, you know. But the, uh, you know. If you're a cocksucker like Putin and you're fucking, you're trying to take something that's not yours, yeah, you do need to go. You do right. need a good fucking slap. Oh, not this kind of slap. Well, plus, too, if we stop giving them weapons, they're not, the Ukrainians aren't just going to, well, I guess we'll surrender now. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, just go, you know, go to Ireland and, and, you know, watch how they... Exactly. Uh, watch how they defend their their fucking exactly. their land, you know? Yeah. So, the, yeah, they're, they're, they're to be commended. They did not give up. And... Uh, and onward, yeah. But we're, um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna fight a whole different kind of war tonight. We're gonna fight against uh, against pre-recorded music and music stands and uh, <laughs> and uh, and agents that want fifty percent of your shit without doing anything. Uh, anyway, yes. No, but we're uh, we're we're again Patreon. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Um, uh, everybody at Trash Tribe, everybody in Houston, Continental Club, everybody in uh, Little Rock, Arkansas. Just all, all thanks. Just we are. That's all we've talked about. That's all we've talked about. The whole trip is is just how gracious and wonderful everybody is, and we're just, uh, uh, you know, obviously we can't do this without you. I, I just uh, Patty's day at, at uh, O'Bannon's, which uh, you need to go watch that episode with Chris Steele. Yeah, uh, it's only two back, but. Yeah, go watch that and listen to listen to the master. Yep. It, but this is this twenty twenty three Paddy's Day, Friday, March seventeenth, um, at O'Bannon's, is going to be 
it's just it, it's going to be the biggest that I think that we've ever done. Mm-hmm. I just I, I, I can't. It, it's going to be massive. So. I agree. Heck yeah. Yeah. And those shirts are awesome. They are. Are yeah. they? We're getting awesome feedback. People just love yeah. it. Yeah. So everybody else good? Is that is that it? Yeah. I think that's the show. Is it time now for uh, for road rage and right. speed up time? Yeah. Let's go. Yes. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's hit it. Right, thank kids. you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Blackguards.com. Get yourselves a Paddy's Day shirt. Yeah. Say no to uh, say no to drunk yeah. driving.